0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Franzic Radalit's FMLA Insights Podcast for March 2010. I'm Bill Picorni, and as usual, I'm here with my partner, Jeff Novak. Hi, everyone. Our topic for today, is March Madness really a serious health condition? Before we get started, for those of you who aren't familiar with our firm, Franzic Radlit is a law firm of about 50 attorneys. We're located here in Chicago, Illinois, but we represent clients from coast to coast and just about everywhere in between. Our practice is focused exclusively on labor, employment, employee benefits, and education law. Jeff and I primarily represent and advise public and private sector employers in a wide variety of labor and employment matters, including, of course, the Family and Medical Leave Act. This podcast is just one of the many value-added services that we offer to our clients and something that we make freely available on the web to assist all of those employers and HR professionals out there on the front lines administering FMLA leave. Before we dive into our content for this month, we'd like to take a minute to plug another value-added service for our clients and friends of the firm. That's our upcoming webinar, Independent Employee or Independent Contractor, The Challenges of Worker Classifications. This program will be broadcast live on Thursday, April 8th at 12 o'clock p.m. Central Time. To register or read more about it, follow the link in the email bulletin for this podcast or visit the news and announcements section of our website at www.franzek.com. On to our topic for this week. The weather's getting warmer and spring break is approaching. Everybody's just about ready to bust out of their cocoons and start enjoying the warm weather. Unfortunately, not everyone has the vacation time available to be able to do that. So today we're going to talk about some situations in which employees make creative use of the Family and Medical Leave Act to get around those kinds of limitations. I'd like to start out by talking about an actual case from a district court in uh, Massachusetts that would de- was decided uh, back in January of this year. The case is called Taig v. Leahy Clinic Hospitals, and uh, this uh, involves a, a employee who is uh, a health information clerk at the hospital. Um, She had a husband who had a a variety of serious health conditions, uh, including gout, kidney disease, rheumatoid arthritis, and stage renal failure, and a a list of others. Um, He was on Social Security disability and uh, was legitimately sick. Now, the plaintiff and her husband were both originally from the Philippines and both Catholic. In June of 2006, the plaintiff requested seven weeks of vacation beginning in August 2006. Uh, her request was denied. She went back to her supervisor after uh, the supervisor denied the request and said she needed time off because her husband was having hip and eye surgery. And uh, so the supervisor, uh, as uh, was proper, sent her to the hospital's FMLA administrator. Then, in July of 2006, the plaintiff contacts the FMLA administrator and says, I need seven weeks off to care for my husband, but this time she says it's after his angioplasty. So the hospital, of course, directs her to obtain a medical certification from the husband's cardiologist. She provides a certification that says that the husband had an angioplasty but doesn't make any reference to his need for continuing care. The hospital says, well, that's not good enough. We need uh, complete FMLA certification. So she goes back uh, to a different doctor this time, to her husband's internist, and gets a note that says that her husband's problems significantly affect his functional capacity to do activities for daily living and that his wife should be given leave for medical reasons to accompany the husband on any trips as he needs physical assistance on a regular basis. This is where we get into the vacation part of it. The letter says that he has chronic liver and kidney problems, and that's about all the information that it provides. Well, the hospital advises that the certifications still aren't adequate. They don't include all the information that uh, the hospital needs. The employee takes off work anyway. Come uh, August, when she said she was going to go off on vacation uh, initially and then requested that time off, she calls off work. Uh, and she calls in, leaves a message says she won 't be into work, but doesn 't say where she 's going. as it turns out, she and her husband had gone off to the Philippines, evidently to visit a Catholic priest who uh, did uh, hate uh, faith healing. Um, so in the meantime, she said she she's called out, said she won't be into work. Uh, in the meantime, while she's gone, uh, the husband's cardiologist finally responds to the, the earlier request for certification, sends in a, a certification saying that the employee does not need leave to care for her husband. So the hospital, with no information about where the employee actually is uh, or uh, any confirmation that she actually needs FMLA leave, sends the plaintiff letters uh, in August a couple of times asking her to to get in touch with them. She, of course, is in the Philippines, so she doesn't respond, and uh, the hospital eventually terminates her employment. Leaving aside all the certification problems and the the steps that the employee failed to uh, comply with in the certification process, the court focused on a couple of issues. First of all, whether an employee can take FMLA leave to care for a spouse who has a serious health condition uh, and who seeks to travel abroad for faith healing. The answer to that is no. Faith healing is not covered by the FMLA, generally speaking. It's not medical treatment. So while you can take FMLA leave to uh, care for a spouse who needs to pursue medical treatment, uh, faith healing generally doesn't count. Uh, You should note that there is one exception to that written into the FMLA regulations. Uh, The regulations do allow for treatment by Christian science practitioners recognized by the First Church of Christ Scientist in Boston. Um, But outside of that, uh, other faith healers uh, generally aren't covered. But the broader issue here really has to do with uh, accompanying a seriously ill spouse on a trip. When is that legitimate FMLA leave? So for purposes of receiving care, um, it may be one thing. Uh, For example, if you need to accompany your spouse to the Mayo Clinic for cancer treatment, there's a good chance it's going to be covered uh, FMLA leave if you're otherwise eligible. But here, the court focused on the fact that the plaintiff spent more than half of her trip visiting with friends and family and visiting local churches, not caring for her husband. And the court said that when providing care is really just an incidental consequence of taking a seriously ill family member on vacation, the FMLA doesn't apply. So that's one case, and there were a number of uh, facts in there that the court court could have based its decision on. I mean, among other things, the employee's lack of responsiveness. But it illustrates an interesting problem and uh, one that I think bears a little more attention. So let's consider a slightly modified version of those facts, and I'll pitch it to Jeff, and and Jeff, I'd like uh, to hear your thoughts on this situation. Um, Consider this. Uh, Suppose you have a psychiatrist who completes a medical certification, and says that uh, your employee's spouse is severely depressed and that he's recommending that the spouse go on vacation to follow his favorite team during the NCAA basketball tournament. He says it's medically necessary for the employee to accompany the spouse on this trip to provide emotional support and uh, help monitor medications and the like. And you know the employee in this case is, n- is uh, not a basketball fan, so she has no real interest in actually going to see uh, the tournament. What do you do?
1: You run for the hills as fast as you can. <laughs> Seriously, though, I think the first thing to point out is is this, while humorous, is not an uncommon scenario. You know, a couple of months back, uh, I had a client send me a doctor's note supporting FMLA leave, and the doctor uh, reasoned that a trip to Walt Disney World uh, was consistent with the employee's need for FMLA leave because it helped her recuperate from her stress. So this is not an uncommon scenario. When you're dealing with um, an odd situation like this, situations where you suspect abuse um, with respect to, to any form of leave, the best tool that you can use here is the medical certification form. To obtain leave, you have the, the employee has to have that form completed by the health care provider and return that form to you. Um, so that absence needs to be bolstered by proof that the uh, family member has a serious health condition and that it's medically necessary that the employee care for that family member. So on the medical certification form, a couple of things are vitally important. Uh, for those of you that are familiar with the form, in the employee section, for example, the employee him or herself is required to uh, specifically describe the care that the employee will provide the health uh, the the family member and estimate the leave time that 's needed for that particular situation uh, the medical form medical certification form also requires the health care provider to state. Uh, a number of things that give you some assurance that it is a, a serious health condition, and that the employee is indeed needed to care for that individual. The healthcare provider, provider, for instance, is required to provide medical facts supporting that particular condition. Here, learn as much as you can about this condition. What what is what is the actual medical condition at issue, and Later on in the medical certification form, the health care provider is also required to state, uh, to explain the care needed for the patient. Is the employee actually required to be there to care for the family member? And why such care is medically necessary? At a minimum, make sure that you have adequate information on all of those questions so that you have as much assurance as possible that this, uh, this trip indeed is a situation where the employee needs to, to care for the family member. If any portion of that medical certification form is insufficient, incomplete, you have every right, in fact you should, uh, go back to that employee and, and, and in writing outline exactly what was deficient about that medical certification form and make sure that that you push the employee for that information. You, as the employer, have every right to obtain that that information. So, again, medical certification form, uh, a complete sufficient form, is perhaps the best tool to combat uh, abuse in this situation. You may also want to consider authenticating or clarifying the medical certification form um, certainly you can call up the health uh, healthcare provider without the employee's permission uh, to ensure that um, the doctor actually completed the form um, and directed uh, the nurse practitioner or whoever filled out the form um, directed that person to actually state what is on the medical certification form. That's not likely to get you terribly far. What you might consider doing is, is trying to get the employee's Permission to contact the healthcare provider so that you can have a conversation with the healthcare provider. This is an unusual situation, uh, to say the least. And so, you, you know, it may be worth your time uh, and energy to try to, to work directly with the healthcare provider to understand exactly what's at issue here. Of course, you need uh, the proper release to, to be able to do that. And here, um, you know, another option is is a second and third uh, opinion. Employers typically are not willing to, to go this route for um, time and expense. It's it's money. It's money to have to go through this process. And often, we're talking about a, a small portion of leave, and and in the end, sometimes it's 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 uh, more costly than it's worth. This might be a situation here where where you challenge it seems to me, based on the facts that we have here, um, needing a vacation to uh, go off and follow the NCAA basketball tournament is something in in good faith that you can question, (laughs) and uh, this might be an opportunity for you to send um, that individual off to a health care provider that you do not contract with. Keep that in mind. The regulations are very specific as to second and third opinions. Um, and and see what what that uh, what a different healthcare provider might have to say on that point. Um, you know, in a situation where the employer chooses not to contest the medical certification, um, I, I've had clients on both sides, uh, were some who have gone ahead and given the leave, others who have who have challenged it. And it's really it's a judgment call as to what the employer wants to do. And let me throw it back at you, Bill. Is there is there a problem from an employer standpoint if if the employer chooses not to question the certification and goes ahead and provides the leave? If you've got as long as you're doing the paperwork properly
0: uh, and you know that is the employee uh, is actually requesting FMLA leave and you've got that documented, it's going to be hard for them to go back later on and say that the employer did something wrong by granting their request. Um, so there's a couple of advantages. to to doing that in this situation one it allows you to start drawing down their 12 weeks of fmla leave um and counting that uh against their allotment and you know obviously it you know it it may avoid a fight even if it's a, a silly situation so you know, there, there is some risk in setting a precedent of people making silly requests for FMLA leave. Um, on the other hand, if this is really a one-off situation and you think that uh, it's just not worth the fight with the employee and the medical documentation otherwise seems to be in order, well, you know, it might make sense just to grant this request, shake your head, and move on to the next situation.
1: It seems to be at a minimum, though, that, that you have several options available to you. It, it's just a matter of costing money and time. And, and that's that's a decision that the employer has to make. Exactly, exactly. Well, as a, in
0: most cases, uh, it, this is truly a situation of the uh, the FMLA regulations and the forms being your friends. So uh, be familiar with those. And if if you do have questions, you can reach us at uh, fmla.franzic.com. Uh, we certainly do appreciate your feedback and uh, any suggestions you may have for future topics. Until then, so long. This podcast is a free production of Franzick Redlit, Franzick Redlit's podcast and website.